welcome to part one of the Designated Drinker Show's Spring Bling Like You Mean It episode. I am your host, Louise Salas, and with me is a very good friend of mine. He's a friend that always inspires me to spring ahead, our guest barkeep, Dwayne Sylvester. Welcome to the show. Why, thank you. And I'm, <laughs> I'm so happy to know that I inspire you so <laughs> deeply. Yes, yes. Well, you know, spring has sprung. Got to make, you know. It's time of year. It's it's an awesome time of year. It's an it awesome is. time to to see what's new. Yes. To dust off what's old that you've been wearing. I mean, cabin fever can get real, and it's it time is. to get yes. outside and start. So. Yep. Fling it. Fling it. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing we have to worry about is hay fever. Uh, yeah. Fling it. <laughs> <laughs> Just fling it. Take well, what you need and get around it. I. There you go. Take a take a few meds and just keep going. Maybe yeah. a few shots. I got to tell you, I suffer. And yes. uh, I do better outside, weirdly enough, than inside. So I'll wake up in the morning and feel all the congested and stuff. Yeah. But as soon as I get outside, for some reason, it clears up. Maybe you I'm, are a lucky guy. I'm allergic to the house. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we better not tell your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Add that to the list of things not to tell the wife. So in my little humble opinion, there's a lot going on in the world. But I think what we really need, to your point, directly to your point. So we need some positive thinking, some delicious cocktails, and I really think it's just, you know, that time of year. Fling it. Fling it. So let me quote Robin Williams. Do you know what he once said? Nanu. Great, the great. Nanu. Yeah. <laughs> he did say that. Old, yes, old folks know, know what that means. Um, he said, spring is nature's way of saying, let's party. Oof. Yeah. Those are wise words. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yep. So who better to do that do that with than our two friends here, our very talented friends, Amy and Julian. Welcome to the show, guys. Hi, Louise. Hi. How's it going? It's going. It's going. Amy, I can't believe this is the first time you've actually been on the mic. You've been a part of the show so many times. Nola, you've supported us in so many ways. The chick behind the scenes, making sure we're on time, and doing yeah. what we need to do. Very hard to wrangle you two on time. And, <laughs> and keeping track of your water consumption well, whilst drinking. I was just going to say, uh, it's, it's a hard job. It's a hard job to keep us sober. <laughs> Not on this show. <laughs> it's a dirty word here. <laughs> Responsible. Hey, listen, all I think is by being responsible, you just give yourself more opportunity to have more fun. Absolutely, absolutely. Everything in moderation. Drink responsibly, kids. We'd be, you know, wrong if we didn't say so. And Julian, actually, I realize that our paths, our paths, easy for me to say, have passed long ago when you were still slinging or crafting cocktails in Old Town, Alexandria. Yes, that's quite... Four years ago, five years ago, maybe. Yeah. I, to think. Yeah. I was there for about three and a half years. That's so, when so. I first when I first became legal legal age to drink. Amy, I thought I thought <laughs> she was going to admit that she used to babysit him years ago. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's probably that's way me. truer than my. Oh, I just turned twenty one. <laughs> He might be my long-lost child. Who knows? Ooh, I can see a resemblance there. I, around the nose. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Certainly possible. Certainly possible. So. Uh, Come on, let's do the Robin Williams thing. Let's get this party started, Dwayne. Oh, let's start only... this off with the cocktail right off the bat. What do you think? Ah, I'm, I'm good. It's the right time. Let me tell you something. You think of spring, what do you think of? Daytime, nighttime. Daytime. Daytime, daytime and daytime drinking is Love day drinking. awesome. I think the easiest thing to make at home or quickest thing to order when you go out is a spritz. Nice. And a seasonal spritz, grab yourself a bottle of Aperol, a bottle of sparkling, a little club soda, 
and you are on your way to making something easy, enjoyable, And you delicious. can make it sessionable too, right? I mean, because you control the amount of alcohol. These are pretty low, right? Well, these, are, these are low alcohol. This is, again, your daytime drinking occasion where... It's a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly, and you can slide yeah. right into before dinner, or shall we say, aperitivo. <laughs> I am How do Italian. you say that, Julian? Apero, apero, <laughs> Oh, the French say... Uh, apero. Apero for their aperitif. <laughs> I get that mixed up doing, you know, aperitifo. <laughs> I'm, because I'm Italian. You can't forget that the color is great for the Instagram photos. Oh yeah. my no, goodness. Audio. You want to be seen drinking these? If you, you could... if you haven't been seen drinking it, did it really happen? Oh, you millennials. To make it, <laughs> and to make it perfect, literally, equal parts, Aperol, sparkling water, and just a splash of soda, then ice, it looks best for Instagram on a stem. If you put, if you build the drink before the ice and add the ice, there's no reason to stir. And then you finish it with a perfect orange. Nice. Is it always an orange? It should always be an orange for the Aperol Spritz. Wonderful. We want it to look just like this. That way, if you're at home, you're in a restaurant, it's perfect. At home, yeah. you can take pictures, post. Oh, just sitting at home. Yes. In quarantine. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, imagine you're on a patio in Italy, right? Yeah. Well. Imagine you're on a patio in DC. <laughs> you know? Yes, that's all we can do these days. Cheers. Here's Cheers. to spring. Salute. Salute. Oh, nice. Beautiful. Dwayne, I got to back you up on the. Um, build and then ice, right? Then you don't need to stir it. I think it's one of my little pet peeves is people build their ice and then top off with the soda, you, and the guest falls on them to stir it up and looks like a layered agitates drink. the bubbles and yeah, yeah. I don't I mean, know. It gives them something to do, so. So at home, you, uh, let me just be, because uh, I'm a little confused, you put all the, you, you, you built the, the drink in the glass. In the glass, it's easy. You pour equal parts of Aperol, and your sparkling wine, Prosecco, yes. okay? If you were measuring, yes. you could do an ounce and an ounce, and then just a splash of soda, as much soda as you like yep. to, to lengthen it. Yep. Then add your ice and your orange slice. It's ready and to go. Take gotcha. a picture, you're ready to go. Nice. You, it's bulletproof. Nice, it's beautiful. Bulletproof. Makes me feel bulletproof. <laughs> Look Amy, the do dog. You, yeah. Amy, do you do anything a little different to yours? You, you is this the class? This is a classic no, way. No, this yeah. is the classic. This yeah. is the definitely the right way to go about it for sure. If you don't have experience drinking a more bitter aperitivo, though, yeah. I find like if you're easing your way into it, adding a little splash or bar spoon of orange juice can sweeten it that little bit oh. for those. If you if you're trying to really yeah. get used to the flavor of Campari, the taste of mm. Aperol, um, but this is the way that I would enjoy it personally. Could you just squeeze your orange? Would that uh, suffice? You're not squeezing my orange. Ooh, only when no one's looking. Yeah. <laughs> Super customizable. We're gonna add that me to the too. list. <laughs> things not to tell my wife. <laughs> or my husband. Or Gina. We miss Gina. Gina She's taking a little R&R. &R. Gina so knows. So it takes all three of you to fill her shoes. Here's to Gina. Cheers, Cheers. to Gina. Cheers, Gina. Oh, this, this tastes oh. wonderful. I just, mm, I'm going to have a second. <laughs> Come on now, it's a long day. We gotta get, remember, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You, you can have uh, some of mine, It's babe. all day. All day, it's all it's day. all day. So if, if you're gonna drink all day, yes. make it an Aperol Spritz. Yeah, because 
We should call somebody. Is that a meme? Yeah. <laughs> it should be yeah. after the show. We got, <laughs> we got, we, our, our millennials here make sure they'll take care of that. Do you guys find that uh, as the weather gets warmer, people start drinking earlier in the day? As the consistent opener here, uh, yes. I think, I think that definitely happens. But then again, you could also argue that when it's like a, like a snow day or a rainy day and people like, oh, shit, they'll, they'll actually come out and start getting it in early too. So you kind of never really know. So, so it's, it's actually those, those really beautiful days where people are more out and about doing things and maybe not spending their time inside a bar like this one, but. So speaking of that, where are we? Where the hell are we doing? Can you hear all the development and construction outside? We can, we can. We are at last call here in the Union Market District. Once again, Gina's hosting hosting all of us in her absence. I am Gina. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strong statement. I That's am a very Gina. <laughs> I feel like Gina. Yeah. I look like Gina. Well, no. In my mind. Okay, then. I identify as Gina. Okay, well, uh, who am I to say you can't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, folks at home, if you hear all that banging and construction, it's, uh, it's killing us here, but you know, it's a, it's positive change, positive change. Exactly what we need here in DC this time progress. of year. Pro progress. So, Julian, what's your approach to cocktails when you start, like, when you're in alone thinking about what your next? <laughs> that sounded weird. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly when he does all of his thinking. When about I bite cocktails. into a York peppermint patty, I get the cool sensation of <laughs> spring cocktails and thinking about creating them. Well, for me, uh, starting cocktail, making cocktails in Virginia, um, the way the kind of the liquor laws are in place there for uh, bars and restaurants, um, you don't see a lot of your, your reps as much as you do here in DC. And you're not always incentivized uh, by certain alcohols and things like that to put things on the menu. So I never, I never really thought about the alcohol when I was making a cocktail. It was more of the ingredients. So I would say ingredient driven. So oh, whatever, um, whatever the seasonal uh, things that were available to me were um, in uh, Clifton, Virginia when I first started and then later on in Old Town. Where's that? That's kind of what we uh, focus. Clifton, uh, it's a <laughs> little historic town kind of nestled in, in like Fairfax, uh, Manassas, Centerville area, in a cute little town in the woods. I worked at Tremors on Main there where uh, Stefan Tremor kind of just taught me to look at ingredients first, oh, uh, come up with a kind of a cocktail deal around that ingredient and the, the spirit will come to you later. You'll, you, can, you can experiment. Don't tie yourself down to, to one if you're making a, uh, a mix of um, we'll talk about later, uh, parsley, uh, there's many different spirits that can uh, work and apply to that. So uh, I kind of start there, and then the liquor's oftentimes an afterthought. And I hate to say that in front of a liquor rep uh, <laughs> right now, but um, you know, it's, that, that's kind of um, how it started. But now that I'm in DC and I get people bringing me spirits to try um, and encouragement from, from, from people like Dwayne, uh, it kind of changes things a little bit, but I always like to think of uh, what, what fresh fruit or fresh herb or what ingredient am I working at? I, I personally like lighter cocktails like the one we're drinking. So, you know, I love a good Manhattan and stuff like that, but I love adding fresh produce and things like that in So my, you start with the ingredient. I start with the ingredient That's first. Interesting. That's interesting. Every cool. time. The spirit, Amy, the spirit will come to you. Are you kind of in the same boat or are you all over? I bet you're so sim in a similar vein, I definitely am ingredient driven. However, um, I'm all about the story. Like I'm all about the history. I'm such a nerd, you know, <laughs> like everything to me is about like, what does this drink say about something? You know, what story does this tell? That's always been my relationship with food. It's been my relationship with cocktails. You know, flavors tell stories. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm about. That's interesting. I mean, you're saying a lot of the same. What about you, old, old man? See, I attacked it completely differently. And especially uh, when spring came about, 
For me, the drink is always about the experience. So yes, the story, yes, the ingredients, absolutely the spirit, but it's about building the experience. How is that guest going to perceive this and enjoy it? And for me, when I'm thinking about spring and spring cocktails, I like, it's gotta be something new or something, what can I change for you this spring? When I was a million years ago, back when I used to make <laughs> drinks, you know, there was, a, there was still an aversion to gin. There's still an aversion to gin uh, by the masses. Yeah. And spring was the time where I could look at my ingredients, what's growing in the garden, uh, tie it into a story that could be applicable to the local area, and then take a spirit that they might not readily drink. So if it wasn't gin, it was still a, a super grassy tequila, cachaça, or something like that, and then build upon that to create that new experience for them. So that when they walked away, didn't matter what the drink was, they walked away with a great feeling. Because that's what, for me, that's what it was always about. It's really interesting to hear all three of you talk about it because you're all very talented at, at your craft, and but you have three very distinct ways of viewing it. And I, I think that's one really great thing about cocktails is in bartending at, at this level, it's really like, for me, as I watch you guys, it feels more like watching chefs. And everybody has their own way to the art. And I think it's really chefs interesting. shows. We need a show, guys. Uh, I think that's what the designated drinker is. Oh, we have a show. You're on a show. <laughs> we need cameras. No one's watching us on the radio. You love watching us. Gina's radio. Watching us. Look, look, I mean, a few of us Dwayne, he just put us on TV. the radio. I've got the perfect face for radio. There you go. <laughs> you definitely have the best voice for it. Mm. So, Julian, what do you think? Time to time to shine. You ready to step behind the bar? Yeah, happy to make uh, make a Julian's bowl. making drinks. Woo -hoo! A punch. All right, Julian, it's all you, brother. What you got? Cool. Um, so I made a, when I think of spring drinks, uh, we were talking about fresh ingredients and just ingredient-driven cocktails. So I uh, took an ingredient that I don't see used in cocktails enough. Um, you see plenty of uh, green herbs like uh, mint and basil and, uh, and even uh, sage, but uh, parsley, which is very good for you, uh, by the way, oh, is not being, uh, being utilized enough. And um, why when is I, it good for me, Julian? Why, uh, you know what? I've always just heard that. Okay, we'll go with it. It's green. It's green. It's green. <laughs> it's green. It's uh, curly. No one's ever questioned me. You're the first to, to question me on whether or not the, the green thing is good. So it, <laughs> it seems as long, as long as I convince everyone else. Um, so it's good for your digestion. There we go. Parsley is good for your digestion. We'll take it. I knew Amy had my back. It's there we go. Uh, it's so, fiber. So um, I implemented a, a technique here that I'm quite fond of, and uh, I think Dwayne commented earlier that he's seen me do this before with uh, with uh, other herbs and and, and parsley alike. But um, it's uh, blanching and shocking. So it's just a way of, of extracting as much flavor. And uh, what unfortunately the listeners at home can't see is the the beautiful color. It is that, a, like beautiful you, uh, grass green. That it's you, so uh, that stunning. It's so much deeper um, than grass, though. You know, it's it's so beautiful. <laughs> so uh, oftentimes with herbs, we're we're kind of uh, taught to just simply put them in a tin with a, a muddler and just mash them up and break out and release the flavors and that certainly works uh, pretty well for the most part. You'll, you'll, you'll definitely release the aromas and stuff like that. You can also release uh, some bitter things as well. Um, but you'll often lose the color. You won't really ex extract the color. Any color you get from a hard shake or a hard muddle will be temporary. The enzymes in the, in the plant will inevitably start to, to brown. So what we want to do is um, uh, temporarily put those to sleep as best we can. So the blanching and shocking process works really well for that. So uh, to do that is really, really easy. You take a big pot of roaring boiling water and you salt it like you'd be making pasta. So salty oh, like the sea. 
salty like the sea. And um, you want to take uh, like a bunch of picked herbs. You don't want your stems in there. You can use your stems, but uh, for this process, they uh, blanch at different times. I don't like uh, stems so and seeds in my blend. So, okay, there you go. Uh, in your but, what? Um, for this case, we just use the leaves. So sit there and uh, pick parsley leaves like any, any good line cook has ever done for hours on end. Um, <laughs> and uh, drop that into the boiling water for exactly 23 seconds. 23, not, not 24, second, not, not 23 and a half. Uh, so this, these, these, these enzymes in there are very, very uh, kind of um, fragile. Can you fragile sing and a chorus of a song while you're doing that to mark the 23 second mark? <laughs> you, you can do that. Think about washing your hands, just three seconds longer. Uh, so uh, from there, you immediately want to remove those, uh, those, those, uh, those, those uh, blanched herbs and, and, and drop them in an ice bath, shocking them. Um, this. Um, you would assume while doing this, you must be losing all this flavor in that salty water, but in that, that time, you're actually really not. That uh, blanched herb that you've now shocked in the ice bath, you take and you puree into water. And that's oh, basically the gist of it. Um, you can sweeten that water some if you need, but you really don't need to. Do you um, puree it with water? Or? Puree it with water, yeah, and then uh, fine strain it as best you can. Uh, use a good blender. A bullet will work at home, but... Um, Use a Vitamix if you if you have one, it'll, you'll get Not it even. Bad bullet. <laughs> oh, hello. Magic, magic bullet blender. Uh, uh, so yeah. I might have uh, And then one once of those. you strain it, you have this 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 uh, really flavorful, really bright green water. And um, I think water is just a really important element in 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 adding to all cocktails. Is it's there a ratio to that? Dilution. I'm sorry. Is there a ratio when you when you said you add water, maybe you add a little simple? Yeah. Or so the, you, What's you, there's there's no way to, to do it. Like the more herbs, the better. The more flavor you're gonna get. So uh, I picked uh, about a half quart, about a pint's worth of a uh, with of um, with a parsley. And that yielded me about a quart of, of liquid. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, pint of herbs, I'd say, is a good way to start. But you can't overdo it. It'll just be extra minty or extra basil or extra. Gotcha. And then you just use it based on how your flavor, yep. what you prefer. Gotcha. Exactly, exactly. Cool. So this is for lighter drinks because you're adding, you know, this is oh, this is water. So we're pre-diluting a drink. So it's perfect for making a, a batch punch, which is what I've done here. Oh, nice. Um, and I'm actually serving it um, in a, uh, a, a gardening uh, so showerhead pitcher. It's so stinking um, cute. It's a flower. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a flower pot uh, with that, that nice shower head. So this is great for making drinks at home for some of your when, friends. When Julian so. said he was bringing a bringing pot this morning, it's not one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's green. Yeah. And it's green, yes. yes. Sticks and stems. I don't it's know. aromatic and it's, it's, it's quite dank. Um, so yeah, I actually uh, built this drink right into my flower pitcher pot. So just using about uh, three ounces of my, my parsley water to make uh, two drinks at a time. Um, so about uh, three ounces of gin, um, some lemon juice, a little bit of uh, simple syrup, um, and uh, just a touch of chartreuse just to bring out uh, the herbaceous. Not enough really for you to notice. I probably could have left that out, but who doesn't want to give chartreuse a plug? Um, it's also my favorite, and he knows yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, you and many, many other bartenders. I, I don't to, quite understand it. Though, I want to, be to taste this thing you call chartreuse. <laughs> it's just kind of a secret weapon when you're using kind of any any herbs in a drink. It'll just kind of accentuate it if you use it, almost kind of like bitters. So just a, a little delicate dash. So I maybe put about a quarter ounce in here. So to go over that ratio again, about three ounces of the parsley water, three ounces of gin, about an ounce of lime juice half ounce of simple syrup, and just a dash of that chartreuse. And what you get is this refreshing, light, vibrant green cocktail. It's beautiful. That's beautiful. So Julian, I, this is really cool because, I mean, at home, you can add as much of this as you want, and it's, it's consistent, at least within the batch, for your, for your drink. And you can add this to almost any drink. It doesn't have to be You can drink it on its own. It's just parsley water. It's good for you. Oh my like, goodness. Do a little shot of that in the nice. morning before you go to work. Yep, you're up. What do you what does think? That mean? I'm gonna try it right what do you now. Think? Amy, yep. uh, cheers. It's delicious. Cheers. Salute. This is right up my alley. It's 
beautiful green. Kind of reminds me of like There's an Easter basket. There's something delightfully herbaceous about the drink, and I don't know where that's coming from, which is great. Um, I gotta tell you, I've Ooh, that is good. I've snuck the uh, parsley on the corner of my plate that I have no idea why it's on my plate. Yep. And it never gave me much flavor, but this application, just for the color alone, it make, it's so beautiful. I mean, wow, thank you, Julian. Yeah, it is My pleasure, my Please pleasure. Please come make drinks for me at my home. <laughs> you can do this with mint, you can do this with basil, you can do it with- What about thyme? Uh, thyme, you can thyme absolutely Thyme is my do. favorite. I've done it with arugula, which is nice and peppery. Oh, interesting, yeah. Uh, I'm sure you could do it with spinach, I haven't tried. I bet we could be, go so, so LA and do it with kale too. Yes, I'm sure, absolutely. Yeah. You may want to, with something a little heartier like kale or something with like a, a good stem stock to it, maybe go- 27 28, seconds? 27 <laughs> seconds, yeah, Dwayne, absolutely. Um, something a little heartier. And like, let's say after you're done picking that parsley, you want to do uh, all, the, uh, all the stems. Uh, you can do that as well, but blanch a little longer, probably about 27, 28 seconds for the oh, stems. Oh, yeah, waste not, want not. Waste not, want not, absolutely. Awesome. There's plenty of flavor in the stems. Cool. So you're going to make sure that we have all those tips and tricks and how-tos, and um, we're going to send our guests. I don't have Gina to throw this at today. We're going to send them over to designateddrinker.show. What is that, Dwayne? designateddrinker.show. Absolutely, and all of today's recipes and tips and from this episode and from every episode um, that we've recorded and released since. So, uh, cheers to that. Thanks for thanks for the cocktails, guys. Absolutely. Yeah. This Salute. is very good. I, I know where I'm looking for the recipe later. Absolutely. Cheers. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Missing Link is a proud partner of Hearing Charities of America, a nonprofit organization that supports those who are deaf or hard of hearing. To learn more about HCOA or to find out about Missing Link's other podcasts, head over to missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.